This is Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 107. Thomas Miller with you, and I want you to listen to something that is going to set the stage for what you're going to hear over the next 20 or 25 minutes. I believe in something I call heaven on earth. And I believe that as we go through this period, some of you might know about the ascension, uh, which is as humanity as a whole, we're moving to a whole new stage of uh, world peace, prosperity of all, really heaven on earth. My job is to facilitate with my clients what that is for them and remove anything, subconscious belief, pattern, behavior, anything, any crap that's there so that they can literally have that. And I believe we're all meant to live that in this reality. I just had the most amazing conversation with my friend, Jason Hansra. Jason lives in the very beautiful city of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where he is basically a healer. I'm not even going to pin him into any one thing. He'll tell you a little bit about what he does in the interview. But he does have a coaching practice. He does past life regression therapy, Akashic Records, Reiki, and all entwined around what you just heard him say. Jason and I stepped into each other's lives. We were just trying to figure out exactly when. I think it was 2011, 10 or 11, somewhere in there. But we were part of a group of 25 or so people who came together online. Now, this was all through Facebook, and then we had weekly phone calls. This group was committed for 90 days to take their lives to a higher level. And right in through that time was when Jason's life shifted. And things for him have not been the same. This is an incredible interview that I know is going to touch you. It will be in two parts. Part one here in podcast number 107. And then I will publish podcast 108. So that if you want to just roll right on in and continue the interview, you can. So, without further ado, let's have the delightful pleasure of spending a few minutes with Jason Hansra. Oh, Jason, it is so great to reconnect with you after all these years. Thank you for doing this with me. Oh, man, you're so welcome. It's so great to be here, and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so looking forward to it. You know, as I've learned more about you, uh, particularly recently from another interview that you did, you and I have very similar paths, and maybe some of that will unwind through here, but you had a major turnaround in your late 20s, early 30s, where life as you had been living it didn't work for you uh, as as you wanted, or you looked around and said, there's got to be more to life than this. I waited a few more years than you. I did mine in my late 40s. <laughs> At least you got yours out of the way early. <laughs> You were so old. <laughs> I feel better. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> but just so we take a running start at where you are now, tell us what life was like during those years. Oh, man. So, um, you know, I think the big, the big awakening was I was about 32 and I was working corporate. Good job, a lot of responsibility, good title, all that good stuff. Um, you know, well, well admired. And at that time, I uh, I had a history. So I'm from Toronto, Canada. When I lived in Canada, you know, I used to party. I was a rugby playing jock, so a normal partier. Um, and when I moved to the states, you know, I would I would drink, but nothing crazy. Like maybe a glass of wine during the week. Me and my brother would chill out on the weekend, maybe have a bottle, but nothing really crazy. 
But during my corporate gig, I just really got the message to just completely give it up, like just totally give it up. And I ended up giving it up. And one thing that was very helpful in order to completely uh, give up alcohol was I went to AA. And in AA, they actually have 12 steps. Now, as a practicing Buddhist, I'm not classified as anything, but I've always known that addiction is the cause of all suffering. So I've always been curious, even before AA, um, we're going there. And what I learned there really fell in line with the stuff I had learned with The Secret and all these really cool law of attraction stuff I'd studied. And I learned that there's this thing called the higher power and you get to make up whatever this thing is. And this thing really just wants you to be happy, joyous, and free. Now, when I completely gave up drinking, which was you know, my last vice, I don't do anything else, I noticed how miserable I was corporately. And I said, okay, wow, I was 32. I said, there is no way in hell I am spending the rest of my life being this miserable. I had thought I had figured it out. And I guess my ego, you know, that was my ego path. And it eventually got to a point where I had a total, complete, like, um, emotional breakdown. Never happened. Scary. Even with all the uh, drugs and whatever I'd done prior, nothing like that has ever happened to me. It was really scary. And, you know, they say a lot of masters have to go through this moment of just um, <laughs> this ego destruction or breakdown or whatever. And that's when I was like, okay, something's way off. I need to step back and I need to figure this out. And the message I got was, I really believe something told me God does want me to be happy, joyous and free. And I can set myself up. I have the knowledge from like the secret and all the other books and stuff that I read. And something told me, Jason, just don't go back to work for anyone. Go on a medical leave and figure it out and take the time to figure out what you love. And when you do that, everything will fall into place. And that's what I did. And that's how I got on the path of being a healer. You bring up so many things that I want to unpack there. Let's talk about the first thing that I that jumped out to me was you said you heard or you received information. You're talking about intuition, I would presume. Uh, yeah, intuition. And, you know, just to speak about that, we actually process intuition. We can receive messages in different ways. So some of us see visions, you know, it's not so much my gift. I personally, I hear things that's go uh, the auditory. Uh, sometimes we just feel things. Also, I believe the universe, God, whatever puts the right people in our path. So people would start having the conversations with me like, man, if I was you, I would go for it. You have nothing to lose. Why not go for being a healer? Jason, you love being a healer. Like that's what you love. So the perfect conversations at the perfect time too. So messages can also come through people. Uh, and then of course, if you meditate and really tap in and um, also what comes to me is just really tapping into what truly makes us as happy uh, really, really works too. And always following what feels light and what feels good. We're meant to feel really good. What kinds of things took place that got you pointed from former corporate employee now on leave to doing what you're doing today? Oh my God. Okay. So that was really cool because this is a whole thing about trust. And when I got the message now, like a little bit of a background, I 
was a Reiki master for, God, I think 10 years at that point. I was reading Akashic Records, which is the records of your soul, like certified for like nine years. And I had done all the other things and I did it for fun and I had totally done it for free. Um, even when I worked at, you know, Landmark, I was doing it for the forum leaders and whoever would come in, people would just stop at my desk. Like, Hey, can we do this? Okay. Yeah, cool. Now, when I got the messages that, Hey, you're meant to be a healer. I said, okay. And here's the thing, all of the healers, I don't know, you know, what the community is like over there, but over here, every single person I knew that was like a healer was totally broke. (laughs) And and I go, God, if you, if, if you want me to be a healer, you better hook it up because I grew up with nice things. <laughs> like That's what I want. <laughs> and um, it was scary because I had all these thoughts of my own limiting beliefs of what a healer is going to look like. Um, but I really trusted. And that was another part of you know what landed me in the hospital was I didn't trust my intuition to when it told me to leave a certain thing and I was like, ah, yeah, whatever, I'll leave later. And, you know, resulted in kind of that breakdown. So I learned that large lesson, always trust my intuition. Uh, So I went with it and over time I developed my practice and, um, you know, I, I do way, like I make way more than I ever did corporately. And it's my business. I get to love my passion. I won't kid you though you really get to step through fear because in order to have faith, I believe it's not just like, Oh, here it is. Everything's set up. It's you're kind of tested. And it's only by stepping through those fears and going for it. Do we, um, do we really get there? You mentioned the hospital. What happened there? So what happened there was um, when I went into the hospital, basically I, one day while at work, I had a total emotional breakdown. And I mean, it was scary because I couldn't think Uh, one of my managers was asking me for a report. And I'm like, I I don't even know. I said, I can't even think right now. And I went into my director's office and I mean, me and her had a really good relationship. And I mean, I just started crying and I said, listen, I am, I told her, I'm like, I am scared. I am angry. I am upset. I have no control over my emotions. I need to go to the hospital. He's like, okay. And, you know, I knew where to go. And I went there and they, um, you know, they checked me out and they said it was very normal. They said, listen, you're under an extreme amount of stress. My position had a lot of stress. This is very normal, very common. Um, You know, you had an emotional breakdown and we really suggest that you don't go back because if you do, you're just going to be put in the same thing again and it's going to mess you up. And, um, I, I heeded that warning and didn't go back because, again, I did not want the same thing. But, yeah, it's very common. Apparently, people go through this. They get really stressed out and boop, lose their crap. Do you think that was your purpose pulling against where you were at that time? Hmm. Um, yeah. They're actually uh, – <laughs> this is funny to share. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to laugh, but I'm going to share it anyways. Um, there was actually a point where – I felt out of alignment with myself because, and again, I just, I'm not going to trash the place where I was, but that's why I won't mention any, any names. Um, but I felt out of alignment. And again, this is just my story and my interpretation of it. I felt as though there are certain things that I had to do and teams to fill and other stuff. 
And I got very good at, um, I'll just call it straight up manipulating people into taking on certain opportunities. And I remember just really feeling like, ugh, with myself. And I mean, you have to do it because you have your numbers to make and other stuff. But what started out is like, really like, oh my God, we're going to take this on and it's amazing. It was just got, I got really disgusted with myself. So it did felt completely out of alignment. And my soul was actually telling me to leave. It was like, dude, you, you got to leave. But I didn't want to because... I, if I left, then that doesn't look good on a resume or like, well, what would I do if I don't have money coming? You can't just get up and walk out. Like that's crazy talk, hire yourself for intuition. Uh, so I stayed and it was literally on a Friday. I finally had had enough, gave in my letter of resignation. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm over this. I don't care. And I finally did it. And then I got manipulated into staying. They're like, oh, don't worry. This is what happens to everybody. Everybody goes through this at their two year mark. And I remember uh, getting out there in the kitchen, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, so what happened? Did you quit? Did you quit? I'm like, no, I'm like, whatever, I'll deal with it on a Monday. And of course, by Monday, that's the day that I had my uh, total breakdown there. So again, big lesson. And I believe our biggest lessons are our biggest sufferings. I always trust my intuition. <laughs> big lesson. I've taken so many black eyes by not trusting my intuition that now... Mm -hmm. I trust it completely blindly. But I want to ask you, why do you think it is that people don't trust intuition? There's a few reasons. So number one, what comes to me is sometimes people don't know the difference between their intuition and their mind. So just to be really like generous with people. Um, so intuition, it's something to be cultivated to see kind of what's what. Uh, my suggestion on that one is you just start off with the small things like, you think of a friend, give them a call. Like, hey, if someone comes, it's and they're like, oh my God, I was thinking about you. You know, start with the little simple things. But I think the big one is just um, we have fear. And we, as human beings, I find we can be a little controlling and we need to know how everything's going to work out. And when we go with intuition in the path of faith, it's you don't always know. You just kind of, you know, the next step. And it'll tell you, and then you just have to trust, or you have the next two steps. You don't see the staircase. You know, you probably heard that before, but you just have to uh, go with it. So I think it's a lot of fear, especially the fear of the unknown. And then with that, as human beings, our brains are actually designed to keep us safe and secure. So anything that's outside of our comfort zone, we fear, even, even if it sucks, uh, we would, our brains would rather stay in a crappy situation than get outside of its comfort zone because that's what its job is. Uh, so that's another thing. Sometimes we just get very, very comfortable and human beings don't often change until it's terrible. You know, it's not often we can move towards pleasure. We're mostly moving away from pain. So I think those are the big things why people don't trust it. So when you got that intuition that you were to be a healer, leave the corporate job, what were the first two or three steps that were ahead of you? Uh, okay. So the first step was... Okay, like, let's get started. And it was small. And I think, you know, it comes to me to share. It's just always, if anyone's starting anything new, just take your time. You know, one thing as a creative being, I give myself the space and I give myself a lot of time. And I find like I produce better results when I give it time because there's a whole bunch of different spaces and limiting beliefs and internal conversations you really got to go through. <laughs> it's, it's a process. 
so what I did was I got a buddy. I started my business cards because I needed something to start handing out. And I just started calling myself a healer and I got, uh, I registered my business. So I was official and then I got a website and then I just went out there and I just started giving out my card and presenting myself as a healer. And, you know, once you start saying that, that's who you're creating yourself in the world and, and you go from there. Uh, and then I think the uh, next big, the big one is making the shift to charging people. And I remember, like, I remember my first um, paid client that I closed because people were approaching me and everything. But it's really like the, after the first one, it gets so much easier. And I remember being on the phone with her and she's like, hey, you know, uh, can you do this? Can you do this? I'm like, yeah, I can. I can. I can work with that. How much sessions do you think it'll take? I think it'll take five sessions. Um, OK, so what do you charge? And at the time I had declared, you know, $50 a session. And I literally had so much fear. I had to spit on my like, Jason, just spit it out. And I said, 50 bucks. He's like, OK, cool. I'm like, yes. Oh, my God, I did it. Like, woo. Um, you know, and I remember. And then that was the start of my first client. And then after that, you just start doing it over and over. And now it's, um, you know, it just gets easier. But the breakthrough, it's like when you start something for the first time, it's the hardest. But once you just like get out there, feel the fear and do it anyways, um, you know, that's big. And uh, to add on that, you know, a lot of my friends, because um, some of them ask me, like, there's some people who have tried taking on being uh, a healer or being other stuff. And like, how did you do it? And I think one of the biggest things with me, it's you just feel the fear and you do it anyways. And one of my favorite articles is called The Five Regrets of the Dying. You can just Google it, Five Regrets of the Dying. And it's about this nurse who worked in a hospice. And what she found was all of the different regrets of people who were dying. And I don't know if you've ever had regrets. I totally have. They suck. And I think the most painful thing is to be sitting, laying on your deathbed, having regrets. And the way I live my life is I'm going to go for it. I don't care, but I'm never going to be on my deathbed having regrets. Like I go for it. And I think, again, that's very, very important to take on anything. We're going to talk more with Jason in the next podcast. There's so much more that we are going to unpack together. But Jason, I want you to tell people as we conclude this portion how to get a hold of you. Oh, I love it. So um, you can find me on Facebook as Jason Hansra. You can also, my website, company website is www.goodvibestrategies.com, all about the good vibes. Uh, and yeah, feel free to reach out any questions, anything. Can you not just feel the energy radiating through your speakers even? Jason is a very powerful individual and somebody that you might want to get in touch with for some coaching in your own life. Now, we're going to continue this interview in podcast number 108. So if you want to just jump right over there, I'll post them together. If you need a break, then it's there waiting for you. And I can tell you, I'll give you a little hint, it's just as good, if not better, than what you just heard. We'll see you for part two in podcast number 108. Thank you for listening to this interview. I hope that you are inspired to enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner.
The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.